Welcome to Rentalot Video, the first drive-through video store, at least to my knowledge. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, I was looking for a comedy, something nostalgic, you know, kind of like a dollar store SNL movie. Ugh, well, I have this one movie called Good Burger from 97. Is it any good? I don't know, let's find out. As this week we ask, is Good Burger a good movie? Welcome back to our podcast where every week we're on a quest to curate the best movie collection. In a time when your favorite movies are constantly fluctuating through multiple streaming services, it's important to decide which movie has earned a spot in the collection. So join us every week as we ask the question, but is it a good movie? I'm your host, Ish, and with me is a co-host, Nick. That's me. And Bobby. Hello. Alright guys, so uh, this week we're watching Good Burger, one of your favorite movies, Bobby. Yeah, I grew up with this movie. I watched it a lot as a kid. And last episode, talking about how I learned to tie my shoes while with this movie as incentive slash watching it. See, that's interesting because I've also seen this movie as a kid. Not as much as probably you have because I didn't remember this movie all too well, but I knew of the characters. I knew of the saying. And not going to lie, when this movie popped up on the wheel, I feel like at least half of us weren't as excited to watch this movie because we were like a good burger but when we were watching yesterday it was actually a lot of fun yeah what's it called i remember you texting me saying oh we're watching good burger and you're like do you want to join i'm like oh, yes give it to me i want to take my order with good burger today mm-hmm. i don't know nick do you want to like what were your thoughts um when we were watching the movie um so like never seen the movie not once I've seen like clips maybe and like I don't know people like always like talking about like the welcome to good burger and uh I don't know it just never really like interests me so when it popped up on the wheel I was like damn it uh, that was like the one I was like kind of dreading the most but honestly it really surprised me on uh kind of like how funny it is uh like it's not funny throughout it definitely is like dated and it's made for kids obviously but there's like a couple of things in it where I was like, damn, I can't believe they said that on Nickelodeon. Yeah, they definitely threw a lot of uh, naughty words in there. They said ass. And I was very taken aback by that. I think the one guy was like, even like, I'll see you in hell. It's like, damn, dude, fucking fast food. I like, think Nick was, funny, goes, Nick was funny. He goes, oh, my God, he said hell. It's a Nickelodeon movie. Yeah, right. Nickelodeon movies were definitely different back in the day. Um, other than what this movie and the regrets in Paris and stuff, I can't say I've seen a lot of older Nickelodeon movies. I was more of a, a Cartoon Network kind of kid myself. Yeah, I think Cartoon Network and like Disney Channel were like the place to like watch like movies of like your like favorite shows and stuff like that. Because besides like what was it the the wild thornberries and the rugrats crossover movie the rugrats go to paris those are the only two i think I, I could say were like nickelodeon movies that i was like in it and then all like the jimmy timmy power hours if they count i say uh the the rugrats jungle one with the wild thornberries 
that one introduced uh, Smell-O-Vision to me as a kid, because I remember seeing it in theaters. Oh my god, Smell-O-Vision? Dude, I completely forgot all about that. What is that? It's when you have like a little scratch and sniff, and during the movie, they're like, oh, scratch this one now, and you'll experience what the characters are experiencing. So it'll be like, um, this smells like strawberries. You're like, oh, this smells like a fart. This smells like ass. Yeah, like straight up fucking swamp ass. Yeah, Chucky just smelled uh, sneaky cheese. Do you want to smell it too? No, but well, you're going to. That's You've never wild. That, Nick. <laughs> I've never done that before. That's so funny. Yeah, man. It, it was like the future, and now it was taken from us, and I want it back. <laughs> it, it was the missing dimension that we have so what we have like 3d would that be 4d then because or not really 4d because you're not feeling it but no man it's like all your senses enhance it i want to hear i want to see i want to smell i want to taste what the rugrats got I mean, we got two out of four of those you got see and hear <laughs> so before we get too derailed already um let's talk about the movie a little bit so we're watching we watched good burger which is based off of a sketch off of a sketch comedy show on Nickelodeon called All That. How familiar are you guys with the show All That? Oh, that was like my introduction to like skit comedy. Yeah, I was about the same. Like I was I watched it a lot when I was younger until it went off the air. I was gonna say I look forward to that like every like weekend. Like uh that's where we got like Amanda Bynes coming out and stuff like that, and then she got her own show and shit. Mm-hmm. So very from very familiar with all that. See, I don't know. Maybe I was just like a big, um, stupid fucking idiot because <clears throat> I could not grasp how good all that was when it was airing. I was like, uh, this isn't cartoons. I don't like this, and I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched like a like a skit here and there, but whenever they weren't like just in like pure skit form, I lost me interest. Uh, but what did get me was the Amanda show. I watched a ton of the Amanda show. Yeah, we I also think, we also quote the Amanda show. Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say I think Amanda Bynes was in it for a couple of years, and then she left like early two thousands, and then that's when we got like the Amanda show. And I think that's when I stopped watching all that because I think her show was like almost infinitely better. Yeah, I I could agree with that, which is funny because. All that spun off on the Amanda show, right? But also what spun off was the two main actors in Good Burger, Keenan and Kel. Yeah. And they went on to have like their own show. And eventually uh, they made this movie because Good Burger was one of like the most popular sketches in all that. And it's kind of funny seeing like the parallel like thinking of the Amanda show where we had Drake and Josh were the two like most popular guys on that show and then they also went off to have their own spin-off show about those two uh i don't think they ever had like their own movie that wasn't drake and josh related though like good burger yeah they, they had a drake and josh movie it was a it was a, a network movie though it wasn't like a box office release like good burger yeah but that was like an actual like it was still about the show it wasn't yeah. like a spin-off like good burger was well like i remember like he's saying like the four minute sketch like that four minute sketch right there is what like led to this hour and like forty some minute movie, which is insane, right? I would have never thought that that sketch would be enough to spawn this whole movie. Yeah, it's like all of that, the Amanda Show, and any of these like sketch comedy shows. 
they will always have that like I don't know what you'd even call it kind of like that like that factor for certain uh like comedians they'll always go off and they'll have their own career like that's like what happens with like SNL is like the big one like so many of like the big names of F- of SNL just like went off into their own thing yeah like Will Ferrell uh I know like they like picked up Andy Samberg and shit like that so it's like they have like this revolving door of all these actors keep like moving in and out so they could do their own thing but I don't think like all that or Amanda show really gave these I don't know these like young comedians like a chance to go off and do like big movies no unless I'm like forgetting some yeah, I definitely like, it, it kind of just gave him like a lot of shows. Like again, like you said, Jake and Josh spent off from it. Amanda, uh, the Amanda show. Um, but I will say, like it, all that, like I, as I still find myself sometimes like singing the all that theme in my head, or like I'm at work, I'll be sitting there in the lane, just going all that, like just going crazy with it for some reason. It, it was pure nostalgia because all that was basically SNL for our generation, right? It was it wasn't as raunchy as SNL and it wasn't on super late at night. So this is what we had. Which like like Nick said, it's like a lot of people's first introduction to like sketch comedy. And then I think like personally for me, YouTube then became like my next out like my next like outlet for uh like sketch comedy with all like the like Nikahiga smosh and shit like that. And then, like, TV died almost right <laughs> then and there for me. My first interaction with YouTube was uh, at a cousin's Christmas party. And we watched Prometheus and Bob videos on YouTube, which were just from Nickelodeon. I know YouTube was lawless back in the day. You could put <laughs> anything you wanted on there. It, it also, what I wanted to say was uh, out of both of them, uh, uh, Kel Mitchell and Keegan Thompson. It's kind of weird to me that Keegan Tom- Keenan Thompson is like the one that became something. Like he was on, now he's on SNL for, God, I don't even know how many years. But it's weird that Kel Mitchell hasn't really been in a lot of stuff. Because I always thought he was like the funnier dude. I guess it also yeah. comes down to like what they did afterwards. Like did he stay in acting or did he just like do something else afterwards? I think um, the reason why Kel didn't get as big as uh, Keenan is because I think Keenan also like did comedy tours and shit like that, too. I think like he established his career like beyond just television because I know Keenan and Kel. Yeah, they had their own show for like a couple of years. But I think it's like after that ended, Keenan was the only one that like truly carried his career. Because, like, if you go on, like, Kel Mitchell's, like, IMDb, like, not a lot of new stuff. No. uh, Other than, like, I think they brought all that back uh, for a little bit. But, yeah, no, you're right. This was, I think this was Kel's first movie. Whereas Keenan was already in a few movies. He was in, like, Heavyweights with Ben Stiller. And then he was also in the Mighty Ducks movie, actually. Heavyweights was a good movie. I liked that movie a lot as a kid. I love Heavyweights. A lot of people don't like it. <laughs> uh, and then we also just discovered, uh, as of a couple of minutes ago, that 
he was in Fat Albert. He was like Fat Albert himself. So Keenan definitely went on to have like maybe not not the most like uh, well off career, but definitely like he's he's not like struggling. He's like doing well for himself, you know. You know, uh, Kellen Mitchell played. He played T Bone in the 2000 animated series. Play for the Big Red Dog. I did know that. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely hang that above my office. That's definitely something <laughs> I want to be known for. Right next to uh, sec- runner up, runner up, and Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. So let's let, let's talk about like the movie itself, since we were talked about like a little the uh, the backstory. So this movie is centered around these two guys um ed and dexter which i completely forgot that that was his name was dexter in this movie and dexter causes some problems and he has to find a way to make money super fast in order to fix a teacher's car and his mother's car so he decides to get a job and he ends up at good burger only to be working with the guy who caused this accident in the first place and ruins his summer vacation and mishap ensues there's a rival burger company across the way and they have to find a way to save good burger going in the grinder before they go in the grinder and it it's like on paper that sounds like an okay plot but the movie itself just does so much more with what it's given and i'm surprised it didn't feel like it dragged on way more than it actually did yeah, I was gonna say like this movie has a very good beginning to middle, and it dies towards the end very quickly in my opinion. It like loses all the momentum that it had going, because it was just kind of like a fun little like trip between these like two characters and how they're like how the one is trying to be like this like you know con you know the other person to making him more money essentially, but while the other guy is just like dumb as bricks but yet he has like the best and like most genius idea to save good burger and then when they started to introduce like the rival restaurant i was like all right we're getting somewhere and then like after that i was like fuck this is really like taking like it's sweet fucking time doing something yeah it's definitely um it feels like a lot of bits right after another in like at some parts and like where it doesn't feel like this is an actual movie you know if some of the parts do feel like they're just jokes in order to progress a plot a little bit <laughs> you yeah, know i could definitely like see that like when we immediately meet ed he's l- running late to his shift at good burger and it keeps cutting back and forth between his antics to get there which feel like a bunch of bits and then the antics at work how like no one's taking anyone's order because they're not going to do Ed's job because he's the counter guy. I do want to talk about that because just that alone, Ed's character is a fucking menace to society. On his way to work, he almost kills several people, including a baby, because (laughs) he is on rollerblades just fucking blading up the streets, drags a poor blonde white girl across, like, pavement, and continues to kidnap a baby, 
switch that baby out with a basketball and basically cause accidents, like several accidents, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think he goes out into the street, which causes Dexter to crash into his teacher's car. And then I think he causes one more car to kind of like move out of the way. So probably could have caused like two two accidents. Two accidents, one kidnapping. So how do we feel about Ed as a character? Because it's never explained why he's like this. It's just we're just supposed to believe that he's maybe he's not all there. Um, but later on, we do see that he's actually pretty smart in some of the things he says or does. It, it's just weird because it's like his life, like he breathes and lives good burger he sleeps in his uniform takes a shower in his uniform goes on dates in his uniform yeah like this is who he is and like i and it's also not imply like how old is he because he's at work while dexter's in school so it's like what's the age gap there you know is he 18 while dexter's like 15 16 maybe who knows yeah, I was wondering that. Like before, you said like not knowing his age. I was like, I was about to ask, like, do we know how old Ed is? No, I was like, does he even does he live with his parents? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think he does live with his parents because he makes that one comment that he does get to see his dad every day. <laughs> so uh, I think I, if I could guess, he's probably eighteen or he's freshly dropped out of high school to just work <laughs> fucking good burger for us of his life like like he is the pinnacle employee that all these fucking places want they want you to like eat sleep shit that like one job they want you to think about nothing else but just good burger what did you think of uh ed's voice i think it's pretty funny i think i, th- I really do think ed is like the star of the show like yeah. He's like the reason why like the things happen and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. I never really get, got tired of him on screen. Like usually there's like that one character that's like has an annoying voice or annoying presence. But I felt like he was pretty good because he was very genuine. Like he wasn't like a bumbling idiot every single second. Like maybe he was, but there was a couple of moments where I felt like he was like an actual normal person. Uh, Ed was 18. That makes sense. What is... Can you guys do an Ed voice if you tried? I don't know how well that will do. Um, when I was younger, I used to try to do it all the time. Go for it, Bobby. Oh, Let man. us hear it. That's fine. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take it? Oh, I see it's bad. <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Give me your uh, uh, Ed voice. Uh, <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> um, God, fuck. I kind of want to hear what he sounds like first, but um, um, <laughs> I'm thinking. Hold on. So, uh, if you have you ever seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? No, I have not. When I was younger, I saw it. So he describes his voice as similar to a character in that movie called Jeff Spicoli, which is played by Sean Penn. 
as kind of like a surfery dude mixed with a little bit of Keanu Reeves and Saved by the Bell thrown in there. And just like a total dude kind of voice, you know? I like, yeah, cause it, it's not like surfer bro, but it's like burnout if you've ever like experienced those people. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like, whoa, dude, like, welcome to Good Burger. But like, I don't know, because like, do we know where Good Burger takes place? Uh, it takes place in California. Yeah, definitely California, because they're in L.A. for a little bit. Okay. Because, like, being in, like, PA on, like, the east side, like, most of the time it's, like, when you hear, like, voices like that, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, burnout stoners. Is your stereotypical California? I've, I haven't done an Ed voice in a while. I wonder if I could do it. <clears throat> Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? That was a lot better than mine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not bad. Yeah, it's kind of like a dumb surfer. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Just like with a deeper voice, but it's like, because he could like still like pitch a little higher. Yeah. But. My favorite so- um, bit from him very early on is when he's at the counter. Well, actually, they're waiting for Ed to show up to work because obviously he's late and the guy's like counting down he's like if someone doesn't take my order in five seconds i'm calling the manager he's counting down ed shows up fucking flips over the counter and the guy's like finally can i get two good burgers and the guys and ed's like no like i i have to get them you can't go back there dude he's like can you give me two good burgers he's like i can't just give them to you dude you gotta pay order them. <laughs> He's like, that's it. I can't wait till Mondo Burger shows up. It's just like, Ed has so many bits like that where, like, the comedic timing is on point for a lot of this movie. Some of it doesn't land as well, but most of the time when it comes to Ed, even though he is so frustratingly stupid at times, he is still very funny. Oh, yeah. I think I was just I was just reading a thing that says fast forward to today to today, to today, though it is hard for an adult not to notice that. But Ed displays symptoms of autism. Oh, I can totally see it. Just like, uh, God, like yeah, like this is definitely like 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 early like nineties or like late nineties, just kind of being like, oh, yep, this is just how stupid people sound. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Before we did like that more research, like no, like there's there's more stuff to it than just that. <laughs> Let, let's talk about the um, the other character in this movie, which is uh, Dexter. When we first meet Dexter, he's kind of like I don't want to say he's an asshole, but he definitely feels like he's all that and a bag of potato chips and thinks like he's the hottest shit. Steal his mom's car and just doesn't really care about anything else other than summer vacation summer vacation summer vacation (laughs) and he doesn't really grow too much until almost the end uh how did you like his character as dexter i think otis summed it up pretty well in the beginning he he goes punk to him because he was he was more of like a punk kind of like an asshole in the beginning but you saw his character develop and you can tell that he's still kind of... He hasn't fully learned, but he's learned for the sake of, like, Ed and stuff like that. Yeah, no, he yeah, he definitely learned that he took advantage of uh, Ed, but, like, 
I don't know. I feel like if someone didn't spell it out for him, he just would have continued doing it. So, like, I don't know. I kind of didn't really care for him too much. Like, like what he does didn't really, like, I don't know, like, strike any, like, fun notes with me. I don't think he said or did too much that I was like, oh, this is interesting or, oh, this is funny. No, you know what I did, like, about Dexter, which I thought was really funny, is he's pretty um, quippy. Like, when it comes to him going off of other people, he's really fast with his jokes. Or he does, like, the one thing I like that a lot of 90s characters do where he's just like, oh, man. And he just, like, gets in, like, these situations where, like, just the way he shows, like, discomfort or he knows that something's not working out in his favor is just really funny. Like, his expressions and his, like, mannerisms that he does. Okay, you know, now that you bring that up, I... I guess I am on, like, the same boat where it's just, like, the, oh, man, is like, oh, why me? Yeah. That seemed like a very Nickelodeon thing. Yeah, because that almost kind of felt like, um, fucking the one, uh, totally Kyle. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah, I was going to say, he reminds me of Josh Peck a little bit. Oh, like my God. Like, early Josh. I was going to say early Josh Peck. That's, like, the vibe I get. Yeah, now that you kind of, like, said that, I see it now. Which would make a lot of sense that Josh Peck would get a lot of his, like, comedic timing off of, like, his peers, like, um, Keenan. Because, like, he, they all work together, right? I say that they all work together, like, all that. I'm like, I don't remember if I ever saw any skits with Keenan and, uh, and, uh, Josh Peck. No, but they were all in, like, the same studio. Oh, yeah, you still learn off each other just by seeing each other's work and stuff like that with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and depending on what kind of coaches they had and shit, you know, like, if they're all working on that together and they're all, like, learning from, like, the same, like, directors, writers and stuff, being kids, you're going to be influenced by, like, each other. Especially if, like, just the Good Burger skit got its own movie. I'm sure everyone else, like, in the cast was like, I want my own movie. Like, how do I get that? Yeah, no, that's true. And it makes sense that they all feel very similar because, uh, <laughs> lo and behold, uh, uh, Dan Schneider is involved in this movie as he is involved in most Nickelodeon properties. Dude, when I saw his fat fucking face on screen, I was I cringed so hard. I was like, no, we have him in this movie. I was like, everyone, put your shoes on quick. Didn't know he who he was until you said something. Oh my god. You didn't follow like the whole like Jeanette McCurdy thing that was happening recently? No, I tend to sometimes just not notice things and just be like, oh okay, I guess that happened. Yeah. Yeah, like uh Jeanette McCurdy is like the star of is like the co star of like um iCarly and shit. And she wrote like a book recently and like just pointed out how like like the fucking hell she went through. And I was like, damn, that poor girl. So now whenever I see Dan Schneider, like this is face. I'm like, I want to punch that face. I, I have to agree with you, Nick. Um, Dan Schneider, I, I didn't think much of him other than, oh, he's the dude at the end of like all these shows. It's his name and his company or whatever. But I always feel like he was he, he was just gave off like a very weird vibe and 
it, it is weird seeing seeing him in like I want to say like a prominent role in this movie because he's the manager. It it, it feels off, you know. <laughs> you know, I definitely agree that uh, I don't know. Like he gives me that vibe of that teacher that like wants to be friends with all the students. And you're like, dude, you're like in your forties. Like, chill. Like, you could be friendly, but. I don't know. When you push it that far, it's just kind of like annoying and creepy. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's just a little off-putting. I, I kind of got over it a little bit after a while because I didn't recognize him anymore as Dan Schneider, but just as like the weird manager who has to feed his mom cat food because they're not making enough money selling good burgers anymore. Yeah. So I did laugh at a few of his jokes here and there. Oh yeah, like like the character is kind of funny, but I don't know, just oh, just I don't know, just kind of like gave me like little heebie-jeebies that I had to look at him. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's weird. Um, other than Dan Schneider, I, there were other like Nickelodeon alumni in this movie. Nothing, not a lot of them popped out at me, other than like. The one girl who orders all of those, like, burgers and, like, weird combos and just fucking fries Ed's brain. Yeah, because she was in the original sketch, right? She was in the original sketch, yeah. So it was cool seeing her in this one. I guess that's a character in all that. That she, that, that girl does a lot of. And they brought it into this one. Also, I think the guy who was in drive Through is also part of like the all that cast okay i i could see that i yeah because i was say some of them did look pretty familiar but i'm not sure if it was just one of those like i don't know like 90s nostalgia moment where i was just like everyone looks familiar just because like it has like that rose tinted like glasses on oh oh yeah definitely for sure the one that i could not put my hand on that feels very like, I, I don't know if, like, I've seen him in a lot of different kinds of movies, but he has that one face I was trying to, like, really, like, put my finger on was Spatch. Um. <laughs> oh, Spatch reminded me of the one kid in uh, The Sandlot, the, the bigger kid. It was like, you throw like a girl, that kid. He kind of reminded me of, like, grown up or, like, his brother would play Spatch. I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, I'm looking at his, like, an IMDb, and the things that he's known for is Varsity Blues, not another teen movie, and, like, a movie called Popular. Yeah, I have no idea what any of those are. No, me either. Um, oh, I guess he was also in, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, okay. So, he has that going for him. He has, like, a couple of roles here and there. Like, uh, he was in a couple of episodes of Freaks and Geeks and stuff like that. So, I think he just had one of those faces where he he was around, but not really doing a lot, you know? Yeah, he wasn't, like, a foreground kind of person. Which, like, might be, like, the whole 90s idea because he was, like, fat. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, ooh, we'll put him in the funny-looking roles. Because we don't know how to cast people for anything else. 
the one guy that I was very surprised that he was in this movie is Otis. I don't know if you recognized who Otis was. I don't know his name, but he sound, but like he looked just like, oh my god, like fuck, what, what was he in? Because oh, he's like in a lot of stuff. His name's Abe Vigoda. Because I was he, gonna say he looks like uh, from Godfather. He is in Godfather. Sick. Dude, he looks like he fits a Godfather position. Yeah, he, dude, he's like in so much actual good stuff. Um, and he's in good burger <laughs> yeah i'm like how do they drag this man into good burger like what do they pay him that was one of those hey you owe me a favor kind of thing and he was like shit i do mm-hmm. go work for a we're gonna have you work for a fictional burger place fuck the one the one actor that i was very surprised to see completely forgot she's in this was linda Cardellini. just coming off of our last week's episode on scooby-doo seeing her in this one i was like yeah even though she's a complete psychopath she's still very hot <laughs> yeah i actually did not recognize her in this movie uh, you guys had to actually be like no that's velma i'm like oh, really I'm like well velma's insane so not my velma she lets kangaroos out of the zoo man yeah i think this was her first um film debut because she was in shows before this, and I think this might have been her first actual movie. Just like uh, Ed, right? Kel Mitchell. He, this is also his first movie. And probably not this guy's first movie, but he definitely acts like it is Shaq. <laughs> Shaq having a surprise cameo two-thirds of the way through the movie came out of nowhere, but Shaq does what Shaq does, you know? I He's made like- a few words. He, yeah, like he, they must have just asked him to show up on set to say a few words, and he delivers like the most stiff dialogue. Dude, all right, so like, I'm not the biggest Shaquille O'Neal fan, but I do have to say, Shaq is very uncomfortable watching him play himself. Like, it's just like as if like he has to try to play Shaq, which is like a funny thing to think about because you're like. All right, Shaq, just go out there and be yourself. And he's like, has a hard time doing that as like he's like a fucking robot or like an alien. He's like, oh, yes, humans will love Good Burger. I too love Good Burger. Hungry. Hungry. Mmm. Right, when they ask him, like, how are you feeling, Shaq, after blah, 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 he's like, hungry. <laughs> you know, like, what do you think of Good Burger? It's, it's Good Burger. And it's like, oh, well, Shaq, that wasn't your line, but we'll take it because we don't have any more time with you. He looks like he wanted to spit that burger out so bad. Well, yeah, because they're probably like, this is going to be really good. Don't worry. And then he tries it and he's like, this is ass. It was actually a plastic burger, but he just somehow had the force to bite into it. (laughs) It was Play-Doh. They just (laughs) fucking with him. (laughs) Uh, The last of like the surprise cameos or actors that i did not expect in this movie was carmen electra fuck that's who that is oh my god i would it's the it's the hot girl oh roxanne yeah roxanne i was like oh yeah i like when she walks in and they play like a like kind of shitty rendition of that she she's uncredited in this movie um not surprised why <laughs> she was just like oh, fine i'll be in your movie but 
you better not put me in the fucking credits. I don't want anyone to know that I was actually in Good Burger. Yeah, because when I saw her on screen, I'm like, who the fuck is that? I was like, I know her. I just don't like. Ah, damn. All right. So it is Carmen Electra. And she, I don't know. She is not good in this movie. No, she's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, she is real scary. She's one of those people that's like traditionally hot, but I don't find that attractive because she comes off as very intimidating slash scary. <laughs> yeah, no, she definitely feels like she's just going to like take advantage of the whole situation and you're just going to have to sit there and deal with it. You are like, okay, just if because I, you're hot. I feel like she's still going to ask you for the Ed sauce. I'm going to be terrified to give it to her. Oh my god, the innuendos in this movie where she's like, I'm hungry. And Ed's like, oh, you want a, you want a good burger? And she's like, no, Ed. I'm hungry for you. And Ed's like, I'm not edible. It's like, Jesus, Ed, it's she's trying to tell you she wants to suck you off and he Bro, does it's not foreplay. get it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not saying they work at KFC, but she's treating Ed like she's going to be figure looking good. She wants to supersize that boy. Ed is just so oblivious to everything and he's gonna be a virgin for life karma electra is not helping what you don't think ed fucks on the side no No, he doesn't (laughs) no not not at all i also hate how they keep calling it ed sauce because i'm like call it something else please it looks like thousand island dressing honestly honestly like maybe add pickles in it looks like a fucking like ketchup and mayo just like mix together and i was like this is fucking insane <laughs> fucking oh campfire God. sauce from red robin dude fuck when that sauce gets introduced it's when he's bugging dexter and he won't go away and dexter's gonna whoop this man's ass because he just found out that he's the reason he has to work now and ed does not get it ed's like no you're my buddy we're gonna eat lunch together <laughs> and dexter's just <laughs> like do it again Dexter's like, get the fuck away from me right now. And how do you dissolve this situation? He just puts some fucking blueberries up his nose. He's like, and then proceeds to eat them. It's like, I would be so intimidated by that. Um, Sorry, the correct term was he called him grape nose grape boy. It was boobity, 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 boobity. There you go. Boobity, boobity, boobity. It was grape nose boy. And then proceeds to basically come on Dexter with his sauce. <laughs> and Dexter's just like, oh, man. And so to get more pissed, so it gets in his mouth and he's just like, mm, what is this, Ed? It's like, that would not be my reaction if someone like spilled someone's own homemade sauce all over me. I would not taste it. I would be like, this is fucking disgusting. I would force myself to throw up, even if I liked it. I would not give them the satisfaction of like their sauce being good and it made up for everything. So no. like, yeah, t- tasting it and then making it look like you don't like it, but you secretly like it. Like the Italian in me, sauce, I have to try it. No, and instead of just like cleaning himself off, he eats it, tips a fry in the sauce, and then he's like, "Man, everyone, get the fuck over here! Try out and sauce. This shit's banging." He like shoves it in Fizz's mouth. And it's like this saves Good Burger because everyone is in love with it, and they're like, 
And I don't know what this is, but go in the kitchen and make some more sauce, boy. <laughs> I give you ten cents for every good burger we sell. <laughs> and that I don't know what's grosser. The viscosity of Ed's sauce or the sauce from Eddie Eddie's million dollar cook off. Both of them gross me out so much. Million dollar cook off? What? You've never watched that DCOM? No, I've never watched that. It's actually pretty good. I like that movie. But I'm gonna say Eddie Eddie's sauce is just like a very different kind of color and I don't like that. It's like a very deep orange. With like a, a hint of red. I was gonna ask you guys uh, earlier, but completely uh, missed it. So you guys like sauce on burgers? Like, how do like, you? Feel? I like ketchup on ketchup on a burger, or like mayo. Um, at Red Robin, I used to have like the teriyaki burger, which had like a pineapple slice on it, like stuff like that. I, I don't mind a condiment of some sort on a burger. I think it all depends on like what kind of burger, really. Cause like, I, cause I really don't like fast food burgers. I'm like kind of grossed out by them. It's All like right. a good home grilled burger. Yeah. So like, but then I just kind of like, I'll just rather just do like cheese, and then like I'll be pretty like good with that because like burgers are like I don't know they're like mid for me. I'm not like crazy about them. It all, right, all so. depends if the burgers dried out or not. If the burgers dried out, I have to have some kind of like sauce or condiment. What is everyone's ideal burger? Tell me, like, what protein you like in it, toppings, sauce of any. Uh, Bob, you go first. What is your ideal burger? Um, so I like it on a brioche bun. Uh, I'm a big, you know, gr- ground beef is all right. I'm starting to lean a lot closer to, like, turkey burgers now. But um, if I were to do a burger, like, I do ground beef. I'll do medium rare with Swiss cheese, mushrooms, and mayo. Like, I'm a Swiss a Swiss burger. Mm, we got a fancy bitch over here. Hell yeah, I love Swiss burgers; they're great. What about you, Nick? What's your uh, perfect burger? Um, I'm I'm more of like a chicken sandwich kind of guy, but keeping like closer to like burger. Uh, we made like pork burgers the other day, and I do like a like a teriyaki sauce on it with uh, some cheese, and uh. Forget, I think we did like a like butter garlic onion bun, and that was pretty good. That does sound really good. Yeah, but like, see, never... like I can't get that at like a fast food place and enjoy it. Like I like I rather just make that at home. Yeah. Have you ever had a Have you ever had a turkey burger before? Yeah, I had them before. I I'm not a big turkey person. Like okay. when when like Thanksgiving rolls around, I'm like, oh cool. I love turkey and like secretly I'm like I'll take one piece and if I have leftovers it's going in the trash. Yeah, no, I, I prefer turkey burgers over hamburger anymore. Like red meat aside from steak, like ground beef essentially is starting to ruin my stomach a little bit as I've gotten older. Oh. Yeah, I think they said if like like the more you eat red meat, like the worse it gets for you. Yeah. So my perfect burger. Both of you guys are probably not gonna want to eat it at all but i don't care about the bun but maybe like a sesame bun i do like the seeds a lot patty maybe like a medium rare you know 80 20 
Uh, but this is what I love on my burger, right? Jalapenos, some pepper jack, pepper jack cheese, and some guac on it. That is you want like a, a Southwest style burger, dude. It's so fucking good because you get the spice from the pepper jack and the jalapenos, and then the creaminess of the avocado mellows everything out. Such a good burger. Well, I can't even. I can't really eat one of the ingredients. So, I mean, the jalapenos and the pepper jack cheese don't sound too bad on a burger. No, dude, I love jalapenos on burgers. Oh, and maybe some like pickled onions on that bitch. Mm. So good. Yeah, I'll say that doesn't sound too bad. I'm just not a big guacamole fan, so maybe uh, nix that and I'll try it. No, maybe man. replace the guacamole with something else like a like a garlic aioli sauce. No, guac's essential. You can keep your guac. I will. You can keep the whole fucking burger then. <laughs> well, fuck you then. You know, fuck you. How dare you not you know conform to my needs? How dare you not like a turkey burger? I like Shut a turkey up. burger. Shut up, Bobby. Shut up. They're great. Okay, I'll just go to sleep with my turkey burger. Turkey bacon's pretty good, too. Ooh, that is so gross. It's bad. I, I don't turn down a good BLT. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the one... Oh, you know what I do want to talk about is Sinbad. Because I did not know that he was in this movie. And seeing Sinbad and the way he acts, 10 out of 10. I love him so much. I love him in Jingle All the Way. And I think him in Good Burger is probably now my second favorite character. His name is Mr. Wheat. His fucking outfits on fleek. Dude, his outfits are insane. I think they're awesome, though. For like the time of like the 90s. And you see someone like expressing like, I don't know, like black rights. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. I think he does have really good too. I think he has one of the best lines in the movie when Dexter hits his car and he's just like, he's like, well, well, like who's going to pay for it if you don't got money and shit like that. He was like, well, I guess I'm calling the cops. I hate to put another black man in jail. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Him as Mr. Wee. Amazing. His jacket, 10 out of 10. Like, his jacket says, like, black is beautiful. And, like, a bunch of other shit. His collar, ridiculous. But he is also one of those guys, other than uh, Keenan, whose comedic timing is so good. When he gets in that car accident with him, and he's like, give me your driver's license. And he's like, you're going to have to wait for that. And, um, he, You already know Sinbad knows what the answer is, but he still has to ask for what. And Keenan's like, another you? When it's legal for me to obtain it. And he's like, oh my god. <laughs> he already put knows it in he's my so fucked. He's like, no insurance, no license. I hate to put up another black man in jail, but... And he keeps he, like, calling him bl- Brother Reed. Oh, uh, when he like tells about the car, like he's like, you see those chrome rims? That shit, you wait four weeks for that. that see that leather? That's Detroit leather. He's like banging him off the car. He is going to assault this man. He's like, you dissed me in class? Now you're in my streets, motherfucker. I'm going to mess you up. <laughs> and what else does he say? Oh, when you got crashing, he's like, Brother Reed, you done messed up my fro. Amazing. <laughs> no, I thought to myself, when I saw this summer, like, I was, I was, I thought I was going to, I was going to run into you this summer, but I didn't think you were going to run into me. Like, like, run into me. 
And when he goes to a good burger, he's like, just messing with Dexter. He's like, I'm going to go to Mondo Burger. Got to get myself a big booty burger. And he's just like, Wakia, big booty burger. <laughs> I didn't realize how, um, I, I don't even know like the right way to describe it, but this movie is very, uh, like, it's focused on Keenan and Kel so much and, like, the culture that they love and are involved in. Very surprising for a 90s Nickelodeon movie to actually portray all of that, you know? It was nice. It was nice to see. I mean, a lot of things now. Like, we think about how the world is with uh, black rights and all that. And then this movie is just have, it has a character who's all about it. Like, I like it a lot. Oh, for sure does suck that he gets his car messed up but what was he he was driving like what like an acura no it was a hot wait was it an acura it was an acura come on resident car guy i just noticed it was an acura because he said he spent twenty two thousand dollars on that car and i was like are acuras really worth twenty two thousand dollars they're like the luxury honda yeah oh yeah they, they are hondas yeah just like um he, uh, Dexter was driving a a Nissan. I forget what they're called, but they resembled the Corvette body style back when they were making them. Mm. So, uh, other talking point that I want to hit up is we've mentioned them a little bit here and there, but big baddie in this movie because every movie has to have an antagonist, and what else than for a '90s movie to have? Than this corporate bullshit of Mondo Burger that is just there to tear down small mom and pop Good Burger. And Mondo Burger is using the, like, I don't even know what the fuck is the thing that they're putting in their burgers to just make them huge. But it's not legal. It's like a Peruvian puff pepper. Is triamperthal or something like that it's called? I don't even know if that's real or not. But yeah, no, I don't they're think like it's real. They're just the big baddies. Never really explain why they're after Good Burger. Like, why do they build across the street? But it seems like Kurt, the lead guy in uh, Mondo Burger, has it out for Good Burger for some reason. I think it's just like it's that corporate attitude type of thing. He probably just wants to have, like, all the money on that street, all the business on that street, so just take it out on good old Good Burger. They've had too good for too long in his eyes. Mm. So, I looked it up. It is, they use triampethal, and it's fake. It's not real. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, they put one little drop on it and make the burger twice the size, which, like, not even a starving dog is gonna eat that shit mondo burger is ridiculous like their burgers are nasty and they're so over the top where they basically kidnap these two underage kids i guess one underage kids throw them in an insane asylum and then try to use shark poison to tear down their rival business like what is going on at mondo burger this is the part of the movie that i was like it really slowed down for me because i was like damn it like, I was excited to see where this is going, but when they get thrown in, like, the insane asylum, I'm like, what? <laughs> Could they really, like, think of anything else to do? Like, they couldn't just, like, 
keep them in like the basement of Mondo Burger. They had to like take them to like what are they called? Demented Hills. Demented Hills, restricting the demented. So yeah, so they get thrown in there, and then fucking Otis sleeps at Good Burger. Because when they uh, go to uh, pour shark poison in Ed's sauce, like the last batch of sauce, they uh, <laughs> they, they they catch him and he goes like he says like that like along lines like oh, oh you woke me up or I was about to go to sleep or something. It's like what four a.m. What is Otis doing there? I think I he think, he lives there. I think he has to live there. Oh yeah. He so then so then they throw Otis in Demented Hills also. <laughs> so then it's all three of them. And then that's when they meet fucking like the insane girl and shit who let all the kangaroos out. And then there's like a musical number. Because of course there has to be a musical number in the movie in the nineties. Oh yeah. We're also forgetting the important uh moment of how they got there. Um when they dress up as two old ladies or two women and then getting caught, they ripped off their clothing. And then, you know, Dexter's wearing normal clothing underneath and fucking Ed's wearing like lingerie. Not gonna lie, Ed and lingerie, kinda hot. <laughs> Not expecting that. Ed makes a good woman. Makes a good woman for good mm. burger. One of those goons was definitely checking her out. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, but that also felt like another bit like this is just like kind of like what we said before like it's just a bunch of bits put together into like to some kind movie. of like little story yeah it, it is a bit but it, it works out because Dexter's just wearing a fucking t-shirt and basketball shorts underneath and when <laughs> when Ed gets stripped fucking Dexter's look on his face is just like Oh man! Like, why could you just be normal? Ed? It'd be funny was, if that was improvised or not. Like, if Dex, like, uh, if Keenan didn't even know he was wearing that underneath, and it was just there. It's so out dude, of nowhere, I, dude. I would have lost my fucking mind on set if that was like the surprise. It's <laughs> like I look over my co-host and just wearing lingerie in front of me. Like, I wouldn't be able to contain it. I love so, like, like the, if, the entire time he's like covering himself up too. Yeah, you know, he's like all embarrassed and shit. It doesn't look like he's embarrassed because you caught him in like dressing in drag ed's embarrassed as if he's an actual woman and he's like oh the shame father's never gonna want to take me back after this <laughs> just just tattoo an a on my chest right now it's like he has a, a blank face and there's nothing behind those eyes other than shame just fucking shame. He has no a witty comeback or anything. <laughs> he just runs into a fucking wall. Oh yeah, because uh, fucking Dex is like he's like he's like run, kill, run, and he just like immediately runs into a fucking wall. <laughs> and they're like like oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. The other part that I totally glossed over, but it's still related to Mondo Burger is. When we first get introduced to Mondo Burger, it's because Dexter's working there because he has to get a part-time job. And I'm not one for bullying, right? Or belittling anyone. But this man had it coming. How hard is it not to fucking cook a burger, but just to assemble one? It's already cooked. And he cannot do it. Look at that fucking mess he made. 
There's fucking cheese and pickles all over the fucking. We got a bed of lettuce around it. Fucking, what is it? It called a perfiflus twat. A perlif a per uh periferous maggot. Perciferous. He's like, I know what maggot is, but I don't know what perciferous is. Like, the fucking nads on this man. He knows he fucked up, but he still has a mouth on him. He gotta be fucking joking while three men are all up against him. Dude. Dexter's one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, definitely, like, just getting, like, the sense for, like, Mondo Burger was kind of like, uh, like, I always hear like people talking about like their shitty part-time jobs and stuff and mono burger is kind of like the extreme for it and like all i thought about was like a ton of like friend stories that they talked about like that they used to work at like fast food restaurants <laughs> and then like all their shit that they would be like yeah my manager did like this crazy thing and stuff and, like that's all i got from kurt the guy who like runs Bondo Burger is like he he's definitely the guy that'd be like, Yeah, you could have like two weeks off for your vacation and then deny it the day before. Or when you get he's, back, he's like, Oh, I fired you for two weeks ago. Yeah, because remember, he said he is gonna be your mom and your dad. He's like, I'm your mother, I'm your father. You look real weird and naked. <laughs> yeah, like growing up, like um, my first job was fast food, so again, having another connection to this movie, um, Wendy's was never like as bad as that, but there'd be moments you're just like, you f- I felt like, oh yeah, that kind of felt like working at Wendy's again. I was going to guess Wendy's. Yeah, that was my first job. How'd you like it? Um, when I first started, it was all right. By the end, I, was, I just wanted to get the hell out of there. I, I was I there was, for like three years. I was lucky enough never to have to work in fast food. Um... I've only ever worked in retail. Really? Yeah, I had, a, I had a friend whose stepdad, like, before I started, uh, my dad told me, like, you're not working at fast food. I was going to go work at the grocery store down the road from the house, which is across the street from where I work right now. And um, I remember I had my surgery in the summertime, and my dad's like, well, you just need a part-time job, so uh, go talk to your dad, your friend's stepdad. And Because like, every time I would go there, he would, like, slide an application in front of me just to have me start working for him. And eventually I was like, all right, I need that application. <laughs> that's oh god so so Wendy's was like you're like what were you in high school still or out of high school uh 17 so i was going into my senior year gotcha what about you nick did you ever work in fast food never and unless i truly have to i refuse to Um, smart like i said i'm it's not that i think i'm above the job or anything I'm kind of grossed out from like just burgers alone there so i can't imagine working it I just feel like it would like gross me out too much. I'd rather work retail again. Word. I feel that. Um Yeah. Even though I know I know fast food is like a hard job, but I don't know. Dexter needs a little bowling here and there. It's hard. It's a hard job, but at the same time it's not really a hard job. What makes it hard is because like the staff the, the the revolving staff at like fast food places are kids, and it's hard to manage kids really. Yeah, kids are fucking unlawful, man. And it's like it's hard to balance out like when they go to school and stuff like that. Like, oh, I'm gonna be short on this. I'm gonna be short on that. And then it just it makes it seem like yeah, it could be hard. It gets busy. It gets rough sometimes, but it's really not that bad. Now it's a little rough. I know. I want to talk about the actual plot revolving good burger versus mondo burger 
and how in order to like stay in business as we've discussed they use ed's secret sauce and smother it all over those fucking burgers how does word of mouth spread because that sign just says try ed's sauce nothing else like no one's in that restaurant do they just go on the street corner and just fucking throw ed sauce all over people it could like, be something like men- the menu like they change what comes on it like it gets ed sauce now but like don't say anything about it essentially and then it, people go oh what do you guys do different and then it then it gains like momentum probably but there's like hardly anyone in there already like it, it's just so hard for me to believe that one day they're basically closed and next day they're fucking jamming dude they probably still had like their uh, their daily regulars, like the old timers who were like, "I still like going here because it's not corporate," yeah, or shit like that. I wouldn't want to go to Good Burger. Have you seen the man behind the counter? Listen, I take Good Burger over Mondo Burger. I, I was gonna say the guy who runs the place keeps wanting to see my feet, so I'm <laughs> he's wanting to see out. my feet. And Ed's in a strawberry jacuzzi, dude. That's why the fucking milkshake machine is always down. Yeah. It's bath time, man. It's like, who, who hired Ed? And why have they not fired Ed? I feel like Ed showed up one day in uniform. They're just like, fuck it. I feel like Ed will do anything they ask him to do. Like, I feel like that's like, like, like he's that employee. You know, it's like he loves that job so much. So it's like. Okay, we'll keep him because I could keep like fucking garnishing his wages and I can make him clean the bathroom because I don't want to. I can keep garnishing his wages. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, like, well, he signed that contract without understanding it. So there's definitely like they say they pay him five dollars an hour and shit. But there's probably like he probably has been there since open and should be making like close to like nine ten by now. Oh, yeah. He probably only makes like two dollars an hour in reality. Yeah, that contract that he signs, it's definitely one of the things I've heard people quote a lot where they look at a piece of paper and they're like, hmm, 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 yes. Yeah, I know some of these words. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people fucking quote that one single part of Good Burger. I do that frequently. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't think I've ever quoted Good Burger except for, like, the I'm a dude, she's a dude. We're all dudes, yeah. I did it once at Wendy's when I quoted the whole "Welcome to Good Burger" thing over the drive-through, and the guy actually got a uh, guy got a, like a kick out of it. It was pretty funny. I can never buy. I would have to quit the next day. <laughs> it was like nine o'clock at night. I was over it at that point. Uh, and like, so like that's the whole sitch going on there. And at Mondo Burger, it, their idea of getting back at good burger is just making bigger burgers like i I don't i don't get it because is it supposed to be the same price as a good burger but at that point it's like those burgers just look fucking gross look like hockey pucks yeah they're fucking thicker than hockey hockey pucks man they look like a urinal cake and they're fucking honky pucks and then they make them bigger again like they make them three times the size because they're like if we can't beat them in flavor we'll beat them in fucking like (laughs) thickness which is like when i'm eating a burger if i can't fucking bite through everything i'm like i'm immediately i don't care i don't i don't want this anymore if i had to take stuff off the burger just to eat it 
Yeah, and they go through like it's like a whole back and forth where there's shenanigans, <laughs> and they get sent to the mental asylum, have to break out. Fucking Dexter gets thrown out of a window. Amazing. And like, how do they get back at? They like dump a bunch of shit in their meat. He uh, Ed dumps all like the that stuff in it. He was gonna just grab a bottle, but then he's just like, "Oh, I'm gonna pour it in." He just grabbed all of them and poured them in. Yeah, that's like Ed's smart moment, right? Because he's like, "You know the legal system." It's like he's just gonna hire good lawyers, and they're gonna get out of it. They're probably not gonna go to trial for months. So it's like, gotta have to take matters to your own hand, you know. Uh, use their own foul play against them, essentially. Oh, for sure. There's just so much going on in this movie. And I thought it was going to be a lot shorter, actually. Yeah, I remember it being shorter. Yeah, I don't remember the the mental asylum part at all. And... Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot that I don't remember of the movie. The one thing I didn't remember, and I'm kind of glad I did it because it was really funny, is the date that they all go on. Like, the double date. Oh, dude, that was so funny. Yeah. Where Roxanne and Ed, and then we have Monique and uh, Dexter. Yeah. Which, like, Monique is, like, the cool girl at work that, like, Dex immediately falls for as soon as he gets hired. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, what, like... Roxanne sent there essentially to just get the sauce from Ed. Yeah, she's essentially there to go, like, fuck the answer out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed's not having any of it. He's like, no, fuck that. I'll rather go golfing right now. And that doesn't work out. Ed ends up knocking her ass out. This poor woman gets the shit kicked out of her for this sauce. And doesn't even get the recipe. No, she doesn't get the recipe. No results. She quits. It's like <laughs> Carmen Electra was like, "Okay, I'm being your movie, but I'm not flipping a fucking burger. But I will seduce this 18 year old kid. How old is she? 30? At this like, point? At this? Oh, right now? No, in the movie. Oh, she has to. She looks like she's in her t- late 20s, like early, mid to late 20s, probably. She's definitely like an adult employee. She looks a little older, but yeah, I could see it. Um, but I do like the the place they go to though. At first, I thought it was Good Burger just because of how extravagant everything looked, but it's like a like a putt putt course, right? Yeah, mini golf, which like it's like in like the I don't know what like uh, castle themed. Yeah. It's which, like medieval like, themed. Which like uh in like the next town over from us, there used to be a pizza place that was in the shape of a castle. I'm not sure if it's still there. But uh Yeah, it kinda gave me like a like a moment of like, holy shit, I wanna go there. Yeah, what pizza place are you talking about? Wait Vince the Pizza Prince. Oh my god, you're yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, yeah. I think he doesn't I don't think that location is there anymore because he touched a kid. So, you know, you <laughs> diddle a kid and you lose a castle, so. Remember, kids aren't worth the hassle. Keep that castle. 
Pizza was good though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, deep down I mean, the pizza was pretty good. That's how they lowered all the Fucking kids. Dan Schneider probably ran that pizza place and that's why it shut down. He was like it was like, yeah, you could pay me in uh, fee picks and then he got like tattled on. Uh one of the other things about this movie that I'm very surprised by is some of the jokes are actually pretty fucking funny. We've already said some examples, but the one that I really like is Dexter's having this fucking heart to heart with Ed, right? This is like the first time he spilled his heart out. And he's like, yeah, man, I-, I don't even remember my dad. Like, last thing I know is like he gave me this yo-yo last day I saw him. It was so sick. It lit up. It made this fucking wacky ass noise. Then that yo-yo stopped working. And my mom threw it away. I remember that yo-yo, but I remember my dad. And it's just like, yeah. I don't know what my dad looks like either. But I get to see him every day. It's like, god damn it, Ed. Yeah, like that whole heart-to-heart just went right over his head. Oh, yeah. Um, I think my favorite is when uh, Kurt picks Ed up. And he's trying to, like, get him to work for Mondo Burger. And he's just like, I want you to bail on Good Burger. You know, make the sauce for Kurt. And he goes, who's Kurt? He goes, I'm Kurt. <laughs> he goes, I'm Ed. He goes, I'm aware. He goes, I thought you said you were Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see, you're, like, like losing like, at that point. Dude, I fucking lost my shit. I thought that was so funny. Like, stupid, like, gags like that are so funny. Because, like, that's the kind of shit I would say. The minute he, like, slammed himself back into drive is when you were, like, you started laughing. Yeah, she's like, Ed has some of the best jokes. I think Dexter has more of the comedic timing down, which is really funny still. But Ed just has, it's just that stupid humor that I'm not above at all. Like, I keep saying it's it's a a stupid movie, but I'm all for it every time I watch it. Yeah, I I like when uh, they're comparing the burgers and... He's like, Spatch, give me a good burger. Puts it up to his ears. He's like, uh-huh, yeah. They both sound the same. <laughs> like, fuck, when Spatch, When Spatch picks one up with the spatula and it starts to bend it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Spatch is a fucking... He's like, Ad, man, like, what are... Who is hiring everyone? He's a man of few words. By, by that, I mean he has no words and just grunts all the time. When like when Kurt walks into Good Burger, he's like behind the thing. He's like gripping the metal the, the metal shelf and going. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to uh, hit up on about this movie or anything in general? <laughs> um, do you guys know how much money this movie made? Twenty three point five million, oh, oh, I think. Oh, okay, you you had it open already. Yeah, I had a I had a oh, thing okay. open. It made seven point five opening and it had it had like a budget of 8.5 cheater cheater yeah well well thanks bobby you ruined that um <sighs> you could just edit in the boom noise like i left so oh i'm sorry no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like uh, the minute right, you said I, how much the movie made i'm like i already know this answer <laughs> what's like the average uh rating on this movie a low like 4.3 yeah, out of 10 yeah, it's like a 33 on Rotten Tomatoes or some shit like that. Um, a 5 on IMDb. Almost a 6. 5.7. Yeah. yeah. In my it's heart, it's very popular, 10. though. Oh, for sure. Dude, it's like a... 
like like I said earlier, like a lot of people have seen this movie. I'm very surprised by like the score actually because I think this is one of those movies that's definitely a cult classic and it's aged with the audience, you know? Maybe if you see it now, not as good, but if you grew up with the movie, I could see why this could be your favorite movie because I think they definitely re-ran this movie a ton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could... I definitely could see this getting, uh, like, I don't know, like, this, like, hitting nostalgia with a lot of people that have seen it before. I don't know if this would hit well with, like, newer generations and stuff. No. No. Yeah, because, I don't know, just because, like, some of the jokes and stuff like that, like, I don't know, I feel like humor has changed quite a bit. They aged. I I don't know, man. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, with, like, the current, like, TikTok audience... Gunburger might do pretty well. I think Ed's humor is like most of like Gen Z's humor. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, like maybe not. I don't know. <sighs> well, they were talking about like doing a reboot at some point. Like oh, Keenan really? and Keenan and Kel said they were they were open to the idea of a reboot. I can see that. I feel like Keenan might be too good now. Like he wouldn't want to stoop so low. I think I just read something. I think I actually have in my notes about that. Also, Dan Schneider left Nickelodeon in, like, 2018, I believe. I, I don't know. I guess he doesn't have to be involved, but... It was in, like, 29... In December of 2019, they said... They was they last quoted about it, saying that they were open to the idea of a reboot. That'll be interesting. I might see it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Apparently, this movie was supposed to have a second one, too. It was. It was supposed to have a second one. Uh, Good Burger 2 something. Go. Good Burger 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Good Burger Foot Lettuce. Good uh, Burger Foot Lettuce. The search, for Ke- the search for Keenan's father. Oh, shit. Good Burger Strawberry Jacuzzi. <laughs> Would you be upset if you went to your favorite food chain only to find the workers taking a bath in your milkshake? Well, that Good Burger, that is a reality for Ed. <laughs> the homeless man that they picked up. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other things you wanted to talk about before we go on our break and come back with uh, trivia? No. 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 All right. Well, that was basically Good Burger. Um, we could have talked a little bit more. Maybe we couldn't. There's just so much to talk about, but uh, I think we're hitting a good point here. So we'll take a quick break and then come back with some trivia. Welcome back to Trivia. The theatrical trailer featured a scene that did not quite make it in the film. It featured a Good Burger customer saying, just give me a good shake. And then Ed reaching over the counter to shake him. And I did see that in the trailer and it was really funny. I wish they kept that in. (laughs) Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, this is Linda Carlini's feature film debut. Good Burger manager Mr. Bailey is played by Dan Schneider, who wrote the screenplay and also created many Nickelodeon shows, including All That, which also starred Keenan Thompson and Kevin Mitchell, which featured the recurring skit on the f- which the film is based. You know, we didn't really talk about All That and the skits so much. I was going to say, Good Burger on All That, not my favorite skit. I kind of got over it really fast. <laughs> Well, like, when you take that as just a skit, the funny part is just 
Ed being like, welcome to Good Burger. Mm-hmm. And then like doing something like kind of funny. And then like, that's it. That's why like not every single time. Totally. Kyle is funny on uh, the Amanda show. Yeah. Because this is going to be the same thing. It's like totally. Kyle just says something stupid and it just fades out. He just has that funny voice. So yeah. I feel like that's just kind of like what Good Burger skit is. But like, you know, if it's not on every single episode, it's okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, the scene where Ed and Dexter have their dates with Roxanne and Monique was filmed at Malibu Castle in Redondo Beach, California. As of 2013, the castle and golf courses are completely gone and is now the site of a hotel franchise. No. No, not the putt-putt court. I love You'll putt-putt. You'll never be able to see it again. <sighs> Mini golf is just a fun thing to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point in the film, Otis says, I should have died years ago. This is a reference to the fact that the actor Abe Vigoda has been mistakenly reported dead by the press on numerous occasions. <laughs> That's wild. Oh, oh my god. god, they they had fake outs on uh celebrity deaths that long ago. Oh yeah. I thought sure. that was kind of like a like a trend when Twitter came out. You would randomly open up and be like, Oh my oh my god, so and so is dead. And then you would tell everyone about it and they'd be like, What? And then they'd fact check you and make you feel like a piece of shit. True story happened to me like multiple times. Listen, that's why like when, when Betty White passed away, I didn't believe anything until I saw in the news. Yeah. It, what, there wasn't a body. <laughs> I didn't see a body. I didn't see a body. <laughs> you know what's wild is like his character, Ava Goda's character as Otis, he's supposed to be like that old dude that's basically dead. He was like 70 when he made the movie, and he died at like 90 something. Oh wow, he went for another twenty some years. Oh yeah, he dude, was, that's like, nuts. Me. I still love that when he tried the sauce the first time. This this sauce makes me not want to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, in order to keep the food looking good on screen, Elmer's glue was used when Mitchell's character scooped out ice cream in the movie. It was really vegetable shortening with food coloring. So you know that that's a common thing in the food industry for like pictures and advertisements of food. Yeah. A lot of like uh, I think they use like what motor oil and pancakes yeah they use motor oil like old motor oil for the uh like the syrup um mm-hmm. for burger commercials they'll use um they'll use like a stick to prop it up some of it might be real like the bun might be real or like the tomato might be real but like the burger they use like uh airbrushing stuff or they use like glue and everything like that it's yeah, really think, weird yeah i think they spray everything with some kind of coat so that like when light hits it, it like gives like a little bit of like reflection. It's like a clear coat. Yeah. And like yeah, I know they use like the toothpicks or the sticks to like make so you could see all the ingredients. And then when you get it, it's like flat as fuck. It had the <laughs> like, fucking oh. tomatoes hanging off the thing. And you're like, fucking oh, cheese cool. is nowhere near on it. Uh following that, in nineteen ninety eight, Dan Schneider had it, wrote a script called Good Burger Two Go a sequel to the original film that had Ed and Dexter uncovering a scandal when a British conglomerate buys the Good Burger restaurant. Paramount had turned down the script for unknown reasons, and Steve Holland was hired to turn the script into a paperback novel. They so turned it down because he sent him a photo of his toes. <laughs> so I guess there is a sequel. It's just a book. That's so weird. I don't know how good that would be because, like, the only reason why, like, I think, like, the movie's funny is because of, like, the voices and like seeing it 
like <laughs> I can't imagine reading it and being like, "Yep, what a classic." Well, you have to do the voice, Nick. I don't want to do the voice. Well, that's on you. Well, I don't want to. Do it. <laughs> to promote the film, there was the Good Burger Good Premiere Good Sweepstakes. Four grand prize winners won tickets to the film's premiere, $1,000, and they got to meet Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. A hundred first prize winners won a fabric hat with dreadlocks resembling those of the main character, Eds. And 500 second place winners won a copy of the film's soundtrack. I had a label saying it was licensed for promotional use, not for sale. Um, if I won that hat with dreadlocks on it, I would be too ashamed to wear it in public. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be like kind of sensitive to wear. But just if I just got it away. But if I just got the good burger hat without the dreads, that'd be funny. <laughs> Have you guys ever been to like uh like a Six Flags or something? Yeah. Uh I don't know if it's the same here, but I'm assuming it is, but when I went to Six Flags, there were like those gift shops and stuff, and they sold the reggae hats with dreadlocks attached to them. Mm-hmm. And it was just a bunch of young white kids running around with these dreadlock hats, and not me being, oh no, this is problematic. <laughs> Here's yeah. a question for you: Were your Six Flags down in like Cal? Because you were telling like when you went to like California, right? Yeah. Were Were yours like Looney Tune themed? Uh-huh. Okay, so that's just a Six Flags thing. That's a Warner Brothers thing. Okay. Yeah, it's Warner Brothers. Um, although the customers and employees are only ever seen eating the good burgers and good fries, the menu, which can be seen behind ads several times, shows that Good Burger also serves good chunks, good chickwitch, good weenies, good tacos, good chili, and good pickles. Their good beverage selection includes Coca-Cola products, good shakes, and good coffee. And the dessert menu consists of good cookies and good pies. It's a pretty loaded menu. Yeah, I think good chunks are chicken nuggets, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what they kind of said. But it is kind of like gross to say out loud. Like, mm, can I get some of that good chunks? Like, no, you can't, sir. Give me that chunk, boy. Um... <laughs> Keenan Thompson told the morning call that at one point there was virtually 2,000 pounds of meat on the set. Some of it, some of it being old. It was so nasty. Some of the burgers would stay out there for a long time. I felt sorry for the extras who had to eat them with the cold, clammy fries. But on screen, <laughs> those burgers look good. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Oh man. And they actually had to sit there and eat them. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Um, but that's all the trivia I have. I don't know if you guys had anything you wanted to contribute. If not, we could move on to our final thoughts. Uh, you know the movie only took six weeks to shoot? That's absurd. It It started such a short amount of time. March 9th. They started shooting March 9th and ended shooting April 21st, 1997. That's crazy because there's a lot of set pieces in this movie. Like it took place um, all, all of it took place in California too. Yeah, LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems about right. That's just crazy how... Because there were so many things, like the the Top of Mondo Burger, that was all, like, props and stuff. Oh, um. Alright. So, let's move on to our final thoughts. 
Bobby, since this is your favorite movie, why don't you go first? Uh, I always give this movie a solid 8 out of 10. Just because it's always, it's nostalgic to me. I still get laughs out of it. it brings back to the days of my dad yelling at me because I tied my shoes wrong. But, uh, you know, it's definitely, it's a, it's a stupid comedy that I can always go back to and be okay with. And I was always a big Nickelodeon kid. I like Nickelodeon over Cartoon Network and Disney Channel. So, yeah, that's just my opinion of it. I like, I still to this day like it. Shameful that you picked Nickelodeon over Cartoon Network, but I will Listen, it. I love Nickelodeon as a kid. Angry Beavers, I love them. Angry Beavers was good. Doesn't be Ed and Eddie, though. Um, Nick, why don't you go? Uh, I've seen this for the first time. Uh, being a 26-year-old adult, um, <laughs> I have to say it was pretty good. Um, I can see this definitely being like a pretty big like comfort movie, especially if you grew up with it. Just because, like, I don't know, it still holds up to a point. There are some things that are like, ew, gross. Dan Schneider, get off screen. But like, other things are pretty good. Um, yeah, I'd give it, I'd give it like a six and a half, seven territory. Okay. Um, just because I didn't grow up with it, maybe that's why. But uh, yeah, it's 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 funny. It falls towards the end, but like the beginning and the middle are still fun to watch. Agreed. Um, I would I would give this movie a a seven out of ten. Uh, a lot funnier than I remember it being. I kind of was dreading uh watching this, not because I thought it was gonna be a bad movie, but it wasn't the movie that I was in the mood for. If you know what I mean, because I feel like you know there's some movies that you're like, ah, do I really want to watch this right now? It it almost seems like a chore. And I'm glad I did not sway. And I trusted the wheel and the wheel did not let me down. And I did like this movie. And I am glad I owned it on Steelbook. A lot yeah, of I saw that Steelbook. Yeah. Dude, Steelbooks are so nice. Uh, yeah, and it was enjoyable. And I didn't even have to drink anything to enjoy it either. So that's a good sign. Yeah, I, I, I would watch this again. Maybe not in the near future. But maybe it'll be like a yearly thing where I'm like, you know what sounds pretty fun? Good burger. And it, yeah. it goes so well after last week's Scooby-Doo. Because it's like, Scooby-Doo was early 2000s. This was 90s. So it was like, that's kind of cool just seeing like how different it changes from like just a few years. It was also good like, to look back. I guess I didn't watch Scooby-Doo with you guys. But I would soon forget. It was, it was nice to have like that, that fallback from like, we had the whole Fast and Furious series getting progressively weirder as it went on, but getting back to like ninety, like late nineties, early early two thousand nostalgia a little bit. Like I feel like that was probably like a cool feeling in a way, not cool feeling, but like an interesting feeling. Yeah, it was. It was nice. It was a nice fresh breath of air. But that was good burger. So let's find out what we're gonna watch next week. Ooh, I'm here for the wheel. <laughs> You are here for the wheel. That's exciting. Uh, on the wheel this week, we have... If I could get this to work... Okay. So, on the wheel this week, we have Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed, a sequel to the movie we saw last week. We have Dazed and Confused, Triple X with Vin Diesel, Super Troopers, 
Jaws, E.T., Fanboys, Charlie's Angels, and Shin Godzilla. So let's give this bad boy a spin and see what we're going to watch. We got Fanboys. Uh, have you ever seen that movie, Bobby? No, I haven't. You know I've what's never about? heard of it. I've never even heard of it. Oh, man. It, it's, uh, it's about a bunch of nerds, fucking nerds, man, in the 90s. And they're on a quest to watch Star Wars Episode One before one of their friends dies of cancer. Interesting. Yeah. It's one of those movies that I definitely saw a lot when I was younger. It has a really good cast. Like, if you end up watching it with us, you're going to be very surprised at, like, all the comedians in this movie. Because they are very funny. It kind of feels... um. Kind of like Grandma's Boy slash Forgetting Sarah Marshall kind of vibes. Fucking Grandma's Boy. I, I didn't watch that movie until I was older, but I was like, that that was it was really good. It probably would have been a lot funnier if I watched it when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nick, do you have any knowledge on this movie? Um, no, just when you edit to the wheel, I was like, what's that? And then you gave me like that quick like that quick rundown, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, kind of. One of the main guys <laughs> is like Jay Burchell, I think. They're all very funny. I, I don't think you're going to hate it. Because it, it is, like, based on Star Wars. But, like, that's kind of just, like, the the MacGuffin of the movie. Like, it doesn't really, like... Oh, okay. It's not, like, Star Wars heavy? No. It's okay, just... Okay, good. Yeah, it's all comedy. Gotcha. So, that is what we're going to watch next week. Uh, If you like what you heard, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to tag along with us watch fanboys i don't know if you can stream it anywhere but i'm sure you could find a way and we will talk to you guys next week goodbye peace out see you later and don't forget to grab a good burger